0: تاريخه انتم الله
1: Friday of 2019, and so first of all, I wish to congratulate Ahmadis around the world with regards to the new year. May God Almighty bless this year for us, and may it bring countless successes. However, we should also remember that customary greetings are of no avail, and nor do they help one achieve the pleasure of Allah the Almighty. However, the real greeting for the new year is that we promise that we will endeavour to remove our weaknesses and the darkness in us after God Almighty has shown us the sun of another year and has enabled us to enter a new year. Furthermore, we should promise to remove the shortcomings of the previous year and that we will endeavour to bring upon a greater pure change than before, which we have pledged to achieve through our Baid i.e. Pledge of Allegiance with the promised Messiah a.s. The promised messiah states on one occasion as to how an Ahmadi ought to be The promised messiah states After having pledged allegiance i.e. after having taken the bath, One should not merely believe that this community is true And that one can receive the blessings by simply believing in this much In fact, after having entered into this community One should endeavour to become virtuous and righteous, they should safeguard themselves against every form of evil and spend every day and night in humility, they should be soft-spoken and should make istighfar i.e. seeking forgiveness their habit and offer supplications during their daily prayers, however we can only offer supplications during our prayers when we fulfil the due rites of prayers and observe them assiduously. The Promised Messiah a.s. further states that mere belief does not benefit a person and God Almighty does not become happy with mere words. In fact, God Almighty has prescribed amle saleh i.e. righteous deeds along with faith and an action is considered saleh or righteous when not even the slightest of blemish is left in it. Thus, this is the standard, and this is the objective that we have to follow. And if we follow it during this year, and if we endeavour to the best of our abilities to achieve these goals, then this year will certainly be blessed for us, and it will bring many more blessings. However, if this is not the case, then as I said earlier, that our New Year's greetings will be just customary, and offering tahajjud, i.e. the pre-dawn voluntary prayer on the New Year's Eve, and then offering fajr in congregation, does not substitute for the entire year's good deeds. In fact, true righteousness lies in continuing this effort throughout the year as far as possible. Thus, may God Almighty enable us to do so, and may this year truly bring countless blessings in our personal lives and may we also see exceptional successes for the community as well After this I will now turn to the other topic of today and as we all know, the year of Waqf al-Jadeed begins in January, and the new year of Jadid is usually announced on the first or the second Friday of January. And by the grace of God Almighty, financial sacrifice is a distinctive feature of the community of the Promised Messiah, alayhi salatu wasalam. And why should it not be so? In this age, the Promised Messiah, alayhi salatu in light of the commandments of the Holy Qur'an and the sayings of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him has given us a true understanding of this financial sacrifice God Almighty has drawn our attention towards spending in the way of Allah the Almighty in numerous places in the Holy Qur'an However, this is not so because God Almighty needs our wealth Rather it is so because it benefits us as we can gauge from the progress of the community and the community also benefits from it collectively. Thus God Almighty states in the Holy Quran فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ خَيْرًا وَمَنْ هُمُ That is, so fear Allah as best you can and listen and obey and spend in His cause, it will be good for yourselves. And whoso is rid of the covetousness of his own soul, it is such who shall be successful. Then in the following verse, Allah the Almighty states, "In tukrizullah qardan hasana, yudaaifuhu lakum wa lakum, halim." That is, if you lend to Allah a good loan, He will multiply it for you, and will forgive you, and Allah is most appreciating and forbearing. Thus, God Almighty returns the wealth and multiplies it for one who spends it in his cause. And this financial sacrifice benefits us personally as well as enabling the progress of the Jama'at which in turn serves as a means of the progress of the members of the Jama'at. Similarly, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, has stated that you should abstain from miserliness as it was miserliness that destroyed previous nations. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, also stated on one occasion that you should protect yourself from the fire even if it be by being able to sacrifice a half a date. Thus, even making a small sacrifice in the cause of God Almighty and in order to acquire the pleasure of God Almighty protects one from the fire. Hence, financial sacrifices are there to benefit us. Furthermore, Drawing our attention towards financial sacrifices, the promised Messiah alayhi salatu wassalam states It is not possible for you to love wealth as well as to love God Almighty. You can only love one. The promised Messiah alayhi salatu wassalam then further states Fortunate is he who loves God. If one of you loves God and will spend in his cause, then I am certain that wealth will be blessed more than that of others. And the reason for this is that wealth is not acquired by itself. Rather, it is acquired through the will of Allah the Almighty. Thus, the one who leaves a portion of his wealth for the sake of God, he will certainly have it returned to him. However, the one who loves wealth and does not render his service in the cause of God Almighty as he should render, then he will certainly lose and waste that wealth. The Promised Messiah further states Do not believe that wealth is acquired through your personal endeavours rather it comes from God Almighty and do not believe that you are conferring a favour upon God Almighty and His Chosen One by spending a portion of your wealth or by rendering any other service rather it is a favour of Allah Almighty that He calls you for this service The Promised Messiah alayhi states, You should certainly consider this task to have been decreed from heaven and that your service is merely for your own benefit. By the grace of God Almighty, those who have pledged initiation to the Promised Messiah. Alayhi have understood the spirit of sacrifices and services in an excellent manner and they pay great attention towards making sacrifices and this is not limited to those who have accepted Ahmadiyyat a long time ago rather those who have newly joined also understand the spirit and truth of these financial sacrifices after pledging initiation i.e. taking the bath there are also those who live in extremely impoverished circumstances however they do not wish to be left behind by anyone in terms of their financial sacrifices. They offer financial sacrifices similar to those of the companions of the promised Messiah alayhi during his time and there are such examples to be found even today. In relation to those companions, the promised Messiah alayhi stated at that time that I am astonished at the love and sincerity of my Jamaat as there are individuals with extremely few means of livelihood. And the promised Messiah was salaam, then goes on to give an example by stating such as Mia Jamaluddin, Khairuddin and Imamuddin Kashmiri. The promised Messiah was salaam, states that they live near my village and these three brothers who perhaps only earn three or four honors daily yet they earnestly contribute towards the monthly chanda i.e. financial contribution. It is as a result of the sacrifices of these elders at that time which were made for the propagation of religion that today their progenies are living in comfortable and affluent circumstances. And as I have mentioned, that we see this very spirit in some places, as a matter of fact, in many places today as well. And we are able to observe this amongst impoverished people living in distant lands who were born or became Ahmadis a hundred years after the time of the promised Messiah and have never even met the khalifa of the time in person. However, their love for religion, and their obedience to the institution of khilafat, their oath of devotion and pledge of initiation to the promised Messiah salatu and their zeal and passion for offering sacrifices for the sake of religion are at an astonishingly high level. And if we ponder upon this aspect alone, we find that this is enough to serve as evidence of the truthfulness of the promised Messiah because no one besides Allah the Almighty can create this passion within one's heart. I will now present some of the accounts in relation to the sacrifices of certain individuals and also Allah the Almighty's treatment towards them. Rempong Sahib who is an Ahmadi member from Ghana states that a few years ago I had to pay a fee of £5,000 for my studies and even though I was working at the time but my income was not enough therefore even if I had collected my salary over 12 months I would not be able to accumulate this amount nonetheless I received a loan of £3,000 from the bank and 40% of my salary was taken to pay off the loan every month but regardless of this, I paid my chanda based on my net income. He did not care that 40% of it was taken away. He further states, One day I went to the mission house in Kumasi, this is a city in Ghana, and there the circuit missionary reminded me of my promise for vaqh At the time I put my hands in my pocket and found a sufficient amount for my promise. However, I thought that if I contribute this amount towards chanda, then I will not have enough money to pay for the fare for the next few days in order to reach my job. He says that nevertheless I immediately contributed this amount towards the Chanda and while I was on my way home from the mission house, I received a message on my phone that an amount had been transferred to my bank account which was five times greater than the amount I had contributed towards the Chanda. So just as the promised Messiah had mentioned, that God Almighty returns it and increases it by many folds. He further states, I thought that this amount might have mistakenly been transferred by the bank, which they would withdraw later as my salary had already been transferred into my account. However, when I went to work the following day, I found out that I received this amount from the government, which was an outstanding payment from the previous months. Upon this, I expressed my gratitude towards God Almighty, as he enabled me to contribute the amount for Chanda, despite my state of fear. And since that day, I pay great attention towards my promises and towards contributing to the Janda. Now this is a gentleman from Africa and lives so far away. Then a missionary from Bobo D'Elaso in Burkina Faso, which is a French-speaking country, writes, that Zudi Sahib, who is a Khadim and recently converted, was very stressed due to a mental illness and was taking sleeping pills. He was very depressed and his condition had worsened a lot. One day, he came to our mission house and inquired about how much payment he should make for Tariqa Jadid and Vakva Jadid Chanda donations. Our missionary informed him that one can make as much donation as they can afford. However, Zudi Sahib asked, what was an acceptable standard of payment towards this Chanda? The missionary informed him of the amount and he happily made the payment and left. And after a few days, he returned to the mission house and said, I was unwell, however, I feel much better now due to the blessings of the Chanda. I have stopped taking the sleeping pills, and now I feel a sense of contentment in my heart. Thus, he did the bath, became inclined towards God Almighty, and started offering monetary sacrifice and then his attention was further turned towards the worship of God Almighty and in return God blessed him whereas before his condition was such that he was contemplating of taking his own life Next, a member of the Jama'at from the UK writes that a short while ago I was reminded over the phone to offer Chanda Tariqa Jadeed and was informed of the total amount I had paid last year So I pledged to pay a greater amount than the previous year. At the time I had no money, so I began praying that God Almighty Himself make the provisions for this amount. He states, After a few weeks, I received a letter from the Department of Taxation that I had overpaid my tax during the previous year, and so they were returning that back to me. I am an accountant myself, and I am aware of the details relating to my taxes, However, God Almighty arranged for this amount in a miraculous manner because according to me I had paid the correct amount towards my taxes. He then further states that after a few months the local president called me again to remind me about Janda for and he informed me of the total amount I had paid the previous year and so I pledged an amount greater than the amount from the previous year. Coincidentally, I again did not have any money with me this time as well. However, I remembered how God Almighty had arranged the amount from my tax returns but did not seem like a possibility anymore. So I began praying again. And a week later, when I was going through my papers, I saw a bill with an offer attached to it. I called the relevant company and they sent me a prepaid card with more money in it than I had pledged for waqf And so, this is how Allah the Almighty arranged for my Waqf-e-Jadeed Therefore, such incidents are not only to be witnessed in Africa; rather, they are witnessed everywhere by anyone who desires to offer financial sacrifices wholeheartedly. Then, Bisharat Ali Sahib, who is a missionary from Burkina Faso, states that Kone Adam Sahib, who is a new convert from Boromo region, was encouraged to participate in the Waqf-e-Jadeed scheme. And so, the money that he would pay to the Molvi i.e. the Muslim cleric of the village every year, he began to contribute that towards the waqf scheme. However, after having done the bath, he began donating that same amount towards Chanda. His father was really angry when he found out about this, and therefore his father gave a portion of the land to him and severed all ties with him. He says that year he harvested his crops and by the grace of God Almighty, the produce was excellent, and it rained heavily in some areas and ruined the harvest. However, there was no damage to the portion of the land he owned. Moreover, even the areas that were covered by water were still not ruined. And so not only did he assist his father to harvest the crops again, rather he also shared a portion of the good harvest of his land. Upon this, his father stated, that certainly God Almighty has blessed you with this duty of financial contribution towards the Jama'at. And his father conceded to this and also stated that your community is on the right path and now you should always remain loyal to it. I, however, cannot leave the Malvi due to some constraints. Some people are restricted due to ancient customs and traditions and even this year he has pledged an amount twice as much as last year. Then some opponents tried to turn some of the Jamaat members away from Ahmadiyyat in a village of Gambia in the Kiang district and they proclaimed that they were successful in making all the members of the community in rejecting Ahmadiyyat Jalu Sahib who is an Ahmadi member of the community told the Muallim i.e. the local missionary of the area that this opposition was serving as a fertilizer because I was not an active Ahmadi prior to the hostility However. Not only am I now offering my waqf for jadeed and tariqah contributions, rather, I have also signed up for the blessed scheme of Al-Wasiyyat. And so, while the opponents were trying to efface the Jamaat, however, their opposition caused the Ahmadis to progress in faith even further. Then there is a country named Guinea-Kanokri, and a member of the Jamaat, Akubi Sahib, says, when the missionary in charge there presented my sermon, i.e., Hazuri Anwar's sermon from last year regarding Wakfi wherein various stories of financial sacrifices were presented, it had a deep impact on me. The next day, I was preparing to head for a business trip to Sierra Leone and realized I had only $300 for the trip and still was in need of more money. But despite this, I took $100 out of the $300 and wrapped it up in a bag intending to donate it to waqf He says that shortly afterwards I became occupied in some other matters and forgot to send the bag in. He says that hardly two hours had passed since this that an individual came into my office and handed me a bag saying that a friend of mine had sent this for me. As I opened the bag, I found $300 with a note written saying You are going for travel so I am sending this to you for your travel expenses. At this I suddenly recalled that I had not even sent the money for donation yet, and God Almighty reimbursed me by several folds more than the amount I had originally donated. He further states that my heart was instantly filled with the praise of God Almighty for how He has enabled us to be part of this beloved community of the promised Messiah Wassalam. And so this is how God Almighty continues to increase the faith of people. And these people are realizing what the promised Messiah alayhi salatu wasalam has explained to us, that the wealth comes from God Almighty alone. A missionary from the Boiko region of Benin writes that in the Boiko region a local president of the Abume branch, Mr. Ahungan Jasik Sahib was struggling to pay off a large sum of debt that he had previously taken. Meanwhile, the local muallim came and drew attention that the financial year for Waqf was coming to a close and anyone who had not yet fulfilled their pledge should do so. The local president explains, But at the time I did not have much money and now the worry of paying Vakfajadeed also began burdening my mind Therefore, the 500 francs I had in my pocket at the time I took out and donated it to the Chanda and made my way back home praying and wondering how I would possibly pay off the debt He further states The very next day I received some temporary employment and the total salary for which was just above the amount I was in debt. And so I agreed to the work and was able to complete it in a few days. Thus, my entire debt was paid off and I was able to gather enough surplus to even arrange for ration in the house. He says, I have now realized that all of this was purely due to the blessings of Chandra." Thus, these people do not merely believe such incidents to be random coincidences Rather they believe that it is God Almighty who is arranging this for them Then a missionary from the Sakaso region of Mali states that a new convert by the name of Abu Bakr says that ever since accepting Ahmadiyyat he has personally felt the wonderful blessings of paying Chanda He says Every year in the monsoon season, one of my sons would become severely sick, and large amounts of money would be spent trying to cure him, while the cost of the stress and absence from work was a separate problem in of itself. Yet, ever since I have started contributing to the various genders, my son no longer gets sick, and there is not even a shadow of a doubt that this is a result of the blessings of spending in the way of God Almighty." Then, the missionary from the San Pedro region of Ivory Coast writes that several people from the village of Khalifa were blessed with the acceptance of Ahmadiyyat and in November 2018, he was able to go on a tour of the village staying overnight conducting a preaching session that lasted long into the night where a good number of non-Ahmadis had also joined the gathering. After this, the Fajr prayer was offered at the house of an Ahmadi member where many members attended and took part in the dars that was delivered after Fajr. After this, the members were told that the next month was the last financial month for the Waqf scheme and all Ahmadi members should strive to take part in this scheme. After having heard this, the people returned to their homes. The missionary states that I had looked at the place and thought it to be poor and expected that the region would perhaps contribute 5000 francs Sifa, an amount that will be ample Keeping in mind their condition But he says The extent of my surprise crossed all bounds When they came back to me sincerely apologising And stating that due to the poor yield from the crop And the general difficulty in circumstances Had permitted them a contribution of only 17,000 francs Sifa Moreover they requested for prayers That may Allah the Almighty bless their business and crops so that we may become capable of contributing much larger amounts in Allah the Almighty's way. Then the Finance Secretary of India Iqbal Sahib writes that members of the Kamaradi branch were encouraged to make contribution towards the Waqf-a-Jadeed scheme, to which a young man got up and immediately offered his complete donation for Janda. Shortly after that very day he received a massive amount of money for which he had previously been waiting for, for almost eight years. In fact, he had almost given up hope that the amount would ever be given to him. And not only did he receive this amount, but along with this, his temporary employment was changed to a permanent position. Upon this, he became very happy and would say that this is solely the result of having spent in the way of Allah the Almighty. He also said that from now on, he would contribute 15% of his entire income towards Chanda. The missionary from Romania, which is in Eastern Europe, writes of a local Ahmadi there named Fahim Saib, who works in the field of Romanian tailoring and contributes regularly to the chandas with complete sincerity and happiness. He says that never has there been a need to remind him of contributing to any chanda, for he always pays it on time. Moreover, he practices a tremendous degree of civility in presenting the amount by putting it in a simple bag or white envelope upon which he imprints neatly the words of financial sacrifice. He wrote this letter to me, and the missionary makes reference to that same letter in this letter he had written that by Allah the Almighty's grace I pay my financial contributions and ever since I started paying these contributions I have observed that along with offering them for the pleasure of Allah the Almighty, the number of my customers increases as well. There is a special grace in my income, on the one hand, I empty my pockets to spend in the way of God Almighty and on the other, God returns that same amount back into my pockets with even more because after I contribute, even more customers file in. And so, despite living in European nations and spending their lives in the midst of materialism, these are the people whose faith, after having guided them to Ahmadiyat, God is granting steadfastness and strength by His grace. The finance secretary from India, Salim Sahib, writes that a private school teacher from Jaipur was encouraged to contribute to the wakf jadid scheme and requested that considering his income, his pledge should be 5,000 rupees. He responded that I am just a teacher in a simple private school. How will I be able to contribute such a huge amount? In any case, he was told that God will enable him to do it. Next year, when Salim Sahib again went to visit him, he found him seated on the principal's chair at the same school. The man who was now a principal explained that God Almighty has so blessed me because of my financial contributions that I have been able to purchase this entire school. In light of this, the principal was encouraged to further increase his pledge so that God might enable him to purchase even more schools. The principal revealed that there were talks underway for purchasing another school and that the previous owner called and told him to come and take the keys for that one as well. The finance secretary further writes, Now the man owns four separate schools. He used to live in a small house with a tin roof, which was more of a shelter than a home, and now, by Allah's grace, he owns a three-storey house, of which one floor is dedicated for the Friday prayers. Thus, this grace is only and only due to having spent in the way of God Almighty, and by virtue of it, It is also increasing his faith. Amir Sahib of Liberia writes that in December our Tabligh team arrived at a village called Town, which is not too far off from Monrovia city but still totally bereft of any modern facilities and it is also very difficult to reach there. In order to even get there one has to traverse three monkey bridges which are makeshift bridges temporarily made using sticks and ropes. And after the prayers We began preaching and conveyed the message of the promised Messiah to them and told them about the purpose and objectives of the Ahmadiyya community. At this, one elderly member of the village, Usman Kumara, stood up and related a dream of his saying that some days ago I saw that the heavens have fallen and there is chaos all around and in the midst of all this commotion a car with white people inside it stops and the people inside told me to go with them and that they would grant me safety. Then the dream ended. After this, I began contemplating what sort of dream this was and what it could possibly mean. However, it is upon your arrival that I have come to understand its true meaning. He then said that I have attained quite an age, but this is the first time in my life that I have witnessed white people, i.e. non-Africans, preaching Islam to Africans. And so as a result all those people present decided to join the jamaat and did the bath I took the oath of initiation It was also the end of the wukf year, so they were encouraged towards taking part as well And so after accepting their bath when they were requested they also paid their wukf jadid Thus through this their faith and sincerity is ever increasing Then, the National President of Lajna Imayla, Canada, which is the women's auxiliary organization in Canada, she writes that while touring a certain Jama'at, one woman told her that her 12-year-old daughter had won an $80 prize from her school, and she wanted to buy something with it, but upon encouragement from the waqf secretary, she decided to spend the entire amount towards waqf The National President relates that God also blessed her in return, and the next day the little girl obtained first position in the Abdus Salam size fair and received a $300 reward and thus God Almighty reinforced her faith and her belief Nowadays, a game called Fortnite is being played regularly amongst the youth in which their money is going to waste and parents as well as the auxiliary organisations such as Khudam al-Ahmadiya in particular must refrain them from doing so because one step leads to another where they will eventually get hold of bank cards and spend the money on it In fact a few days ago an article was published in which a survey was quoted showing that certain groups were forming which get in contact with the youth and having incited them into using bank cards, they gain access to the bank accounts of their parents. And only some time later do the parents realise that money is missing from their bank account. And this is as a result of this game which is becoming like a drug-like addiction amongst the youth where not only is their time being wasted and dangerous thoughts are creeping into their minds, on top of that some of their parents have even suffered a great deal. Hence, one must avoid this and instead instil in children the habit of spending in the way of Allah the Almighty, which He Himself draws our attention to, especially to schemes such as waqf The Finance Secretary from India writes, a refresher course was held in the Karnataka province which I attended along with the Naib Nazim Mal and Waqf Secretary. There the Naib Nazim Mal mentioned in the house of the local Muallim that there were severe rains in Kerala causing terrible destruction and for this reason there has been difficulty in receiving the donations for Waqf And as he was leaving the house, the Naib Nazim Mal gifted 100 rupees to the children of the Muallim. He further states, Later on I returned to the Jama'at on tour and the children of the Muallim donated the hundred rupees towards wakf e which was gifted to them, saying that due to the flood the situation in Kerala is not so good. We therefore wish for you to accept this chanda from us. Therefore, despite their young age, they had understood the significance of giving chanda. Then, a member of Lajna from UK Jamaat states, I had the honour of accepting Ahmadiyyat in 2010. After having taken the bath, I was thrown out of my home and at the time I had no one to go to. I was extremely embarrassed every time I was unable to give Chanda, even though it is not necessary for converts to contribute in the first year. However, she states that I was concerned with regards to this and made a vow that the moment I find a job, I will give Chanda from the day I did the bath." A few months later, I secured a job and began giving chanda. By the grace of Allah the Almighty and through the blessings of giving chanda, I received a pay rise three times in my first year. Thereafter, my communication with my parents, who had excommunicated me, was restored and our bond became even stronger. She then states that I also got married and by the grace of Allah the Almighty, I have everything I was in need of. Then the local muallim from the Cape Mount County of Liberia says that the Nagbina Jamaat were reminded with regards to the Waqf-e-Jadeed and a few days later, a sincere Ahmadi woman named Moso Kamara told me that when you spoke about the blessings of financial sacrifice whilst urging us to contribute to Waqf-e-Jadeed others were making their donations, whilst I had nothing and was therefore unable to contribute. She says that the last night I had a dream where I saw you coming once more, and I donated 100 Liberian dollars in Chanda. However, I was left astonished when I woke up in the morning, as I did not have the money to make such a contribution. But it was only by the grace of Allah the Almighty that a few moments earlier someone came and gave me 500 Liberian dollars from my son, i.e. from the woman's son. Thus, I donated 100 Liberian dollars in fulfilment of the dream. so, there are many such incidents of women giving chanda. In fact, they are often a means of reform for their husbands and draw their attention towards giving chanda. And often they better understand its importance. Abu Bakr Sahib of Guinea, Kanokri, who is also the Sadr of a Jamaat and works in the Agricultural Department, writes that after I accepted Ahmadiyyad, the missionaries and Muallimeen would regularly draw our attention to giving chanda. However, I would only give a small amount whereas my wife was very strict in this matter and would regularly give chanda. She would always encourage me to also make regular contributions but I would put it off by saying only when we have more money will I start giving chanda regularly. Her answer would be that the only way we will have more money is when we first give the due rights to Allah the Almighty. In this way, my wife made me start giving chanda and when I started paying chanda at the prescribed rate I witnessed God Almighty's blessings rain down upon us. And so the crops of those who were better educated than me and who had degrees in agriculture did not bear the same fruit as the ones God Almighty had begun granting this humble self of little understanding. Now I only bring back home the harvest once I have taken it all into account, given it in Chanda to the local missionary and brought back the receipt." Then the Regional Missionary of Ivory Coast writes that Zablu Sahib, a friend of ours, had the honour of accepting Ahmadiyya through his dream. After taking the bath, he regularly listens to the Friday sermons and is very passionate in calling people towards God. He buys literature of the Jamaat from his own pocket and hands it to non-Ahmadi contacts. Zablu Sahib had a great position working in a hotel but he is without work at the moment and his wife is supporting him by paying the expenses of the family but a few days ago he spoke to me over the phone saying that he is sending 30,000 francs for Vakfajadeed's scheme. I responded by saying that how is this possible when you are not in the best of circumstances? Since I was aware of his situation, therefore I told him to contribute a little less. I also said that this amount is a lot for you and the annual jalsa is also upcoming. However, he said that I told my wife that we should give 20,000 francs in Janda But my wife insisted we give 30,000 and by the grace of God Almighty they were also able to attend the Jalsa And so, like her, there are many women around the world who encourage their husbands to make such sacrifices Then the Sadr of the Australia Jamal writes A sincere member had already made his contribution towards Vakfaji on 20th December However, when the members of the Amla were once again especially encouraged to pay the remainder of their promises and they were contacted, subsequently he donated a huge sum of money. And the following evening I received a phone call from him where he was very emotional and told me that God Almighty had returned in a single day the chanda he had given for Vakfijadeed. He said that he has been running a food takeaway shop for the last three years but in that time a single day has passed where so many customers had come as had done so after he gave Jannah this time. Similarly, there is an account from Indonesia and one is left truly astounded at such accounts in which people show such determination in their faith. There is a convert from Indonesia who took the bath in 2016 and after doing so he began facing intense opposition from his family and neighbours, to the point where one day members of his family beat him relentlessly, forcing him to forsake the Jamaat and forbidding him from meeting the local missionary. Thereafter he would only meet the missionary in secret. However the missionary told him that you will find that one must make sacrifices after joining the community. Nevertheless he replied by saying that I will continue to make sacrifices even if the persecution increases. He was also taught about the importance of Chanda and financial sacrifice. And so after a month of taking the bath, this person began giving Chanda. He had not as of yet secured a job, but he kept aside a portion of the little income he would earn from odd jobs here and there to pay in Chanda. He would keep out of sight of the people and secretly visit the mission house at night. And prior to going to the mission house, he would visit a few different villages so that no one could see him going directly to the mission house. And in this way, he would keep regular contact with the mission house and this is how he would come to give his janda. Then there is another account which demonstrates just how God Almighty on occasions inspires even those who are not Ahmadi. A missionary from Mali Jamaat writes that Hazul's last year's sermon on wakf e was playing on radio Ahmadiyya Akita. During that time, the chief of a village situated 45 kilometers from the town rung, and invited us to preach in his village. When we went to preach in the village, the chief said in an emotional tone that the Khalifa was narrating the faith-inspiring incidents from all over the world, and so listening to those incidents had an extraordinary impact on the people of our village. There were Ahmadi radio stations there, and they were listening to them, and so they said that the village people were regretful that they had not taken part of this blessed scheme. That is why we have called you here. There was also a tabligh program held on the same day and by the grace of Allah the Almighty, 50 people accepted Ahmadiyyad. And then the people of the village immediately gave one bag of maize and 1000 franc in the blessed scheme of waqf Thus, God Almighty is not only spreading the message of the promised Messiah والسلام, in extraordinary ways, but He is also providing helpers for this cause. Then, the missionary from Benin writes that the Jamaat in Lokossa was encouraged to take part in the wakf e scheme and our regional jalsa i.e. convention was only a few days away hence they were encouraged to participate in that also Ghaffar Sahib who is the Sadar Jamaat i.e. the local president came to me and asked that he had gathered some money for him to be able to participate in the Jalsa however since giving Chanda is also important what should he do? he says I advised him to participate in the Jalsa and God Almighty will bestow his grace also that he could pay the Chanda at a later date after a few days, he met me during the jalsa and said for me to accept his chanda. I asked the finance secretary to cut a receipt for him. At this, the finance secretary informed me that the Zahib has given the same amount in chanda as he had saved for attending the jalsa. He had travelled 15 kilometers by foot along with his family in order to attend the jalsa. These are the people who God Almighty has granted the promised Messiah alayhi salatu wassalam. They listen to the words of God Almighty, His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and the promised Messiah alayhi salatu wassalam. and then in order to purify themselves they are prepared to offer every kind of sacrifice. In reality, these are the very people who fulfill the rights of their birth. If those who are devoid of understanding and have a covering over their eyes ponder over the sincerity and loyalty these people have and the sacrifices they offer are these not evident signs of God Almighty's support for the promised Messiah aleyhi salatu wassalaam? If their judgment was not impaired they would be able to see that this alone is proof of the fact that the promised Messiah was sent by God Almighty. The promised Messiah was sent to this world to advance the teachings of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. If the Muslims understand this and if only they would understand this truth then through the grace of God Islam will spread rapidly throughout the world inshallah. And inshallah we will see the reverse of what we are witnessing today in which Muslims and the name of Islam is being ridiculed. Nevertheless, our responsibility is to reform ourselves and to prostrate before God Almighty and focus our attention on propagating the message of Islam and offer sacrifices and highlight the truth of Islam to the world. I shall now present some facts and figures for Waqf al-Jadeed. By the grace of God Almighty, the 61st year of waqf concluded on 31st December 2018 and the members of the Jama'at were enabled to make a total sacrifice of £9,134,000 There was an increase of £271,000 from last year's total collection Pakistan has continued to maintain its top position However, apart from them the first ten positions of the countries is as follows Number 1 is UK Germany held first position for Tariqa Jadid and the Amir Sahib of UK said that inshallah that they will come first in waqf e and by the grace of God Almighty they have come top by a great margin May God Almighty bless the members of the Jamaat and their wealth and enable them to excel in the future as well number 2 is Germany, then USA, Canada I should mention to USA here that there is a very small margin of difference between them and Canada and so if they do not make any extra effort then from once being first they drop to a third position but in future they could perhaps fall even further behind Then number 5 is India Number 6 is Australia Then Indonesia Then a country from Middle East Number 9 is Ghana and then number 10 is another country from Middle East Then in terms of the contribution per person the positions are as follows number 1 USA, number 2 Switzerland and number 3 Australia in terms of the total contribution amongst countries in Africa, the positions are as follows Ghana, Mauritius, Nigeria, Tanzania, Burkina Faso, Benin By the grace of God Almighty, 1,732,000 people took part in the waqf scheme this year. There is an increase of 123,000. The countries which have made a notable effort in relation to increasing the number of participants are Niger, Sierra Leone, Nigeria, Cameroon, Benin, Gambia, Congo-Kinshasa, Tanzania, Liberia and Senegal. The collection of the Chanda for the adults and children is recorded separately, particularly in Pakistan and now also in Canada. In terms of collection from the adults, the first repositions of the Jamaats in Pakistan are Lahore, Rabwa and then Karachi And the position of the provinces of Pakistan is as follows Sialkot, Islamabad, Faisalabad, Rawalpindi, Sargodha, Gujarawala, Multan, Hyderabad, Mirpur Khas, and then Ghazi Khan Then the position of the large mass for the collection from the Atfal is as follows Number 1 Lahore, Number 2 Karachi and Number 3 Rabwa and the positions of the provinces is as follows Islamabad, Sialkot, Rawalpindi, Sergoda, Gujranwala, Hyderabad, Dera Ghazi Khan, Sheikhupura, Umar and then Nankana Sahib. The first 10 positions for the large Jammats in UK are as follows in terms of their total contribution Number one Worcester Park, then Masjid Fazal, then Birmingham South, Gillingham, Birmingham West. Islamabad, Hayes, Bradford North, New Malden, and then Glasgow And the positions for the regions is as follows London B, London A, then Midlands, then North East, and then Middlesex The UK Jamaat has also submitted a report for the collection from the Atfal and their positions are as follows Number one, Bradford South, then Surbiton, Glasgow, Roehampton, then Islamabad, then Roehampton Vale, Mitcham Park, Battersea, Molden Manor, and then Mosque West. Then the first five regions of Germany are Hamburg. Frankfurt, Wiesbaden, Moorfeldern, then Waldorf, and then Dietzenbach. Then the position of the first 10 Jamaat in USA for their total contribution is as follows Silicon Valley, Seattle, Detroit, Silver Spring, Central Virginia. Boston, Dallas, Laurel, Georgia, Carolina, York. Then the positions of the regions in Canada for their total contribution is as follows Vaughan, Calgary, Peace Village, Brampton, and then Vancouver. Then the position of the large amounts in Canada are as follows Durham, Windsor, Bradford, Edmonton West, Saskatoon North, Saskatoon South, Montreal West, Milton West, Hamilton West and Abbotsford. Then the top five positions for the collection from the atfall is as follows Durham, Milton West, Bradford, Hamilton South and Saskatoon. Then the positions for the districts in India is as follows Kerala, Jammu Kashmir, Natkar, Telangana, Tamil Nadu, Orisa, West Bengal, Punjab, Delhi and Uttar Pradesh And the positions of the Jamaat in India for the total collection is as follows Number 1 is Hyderabad Number 2 is Qadiyan Number 3 is Patta Number 4 is Calicut Number 5 is Kolkata Number 6 is Bangalore Number 7 is Chennai Number 8 is Kerala Number 9 is Rashinagar and number 10 is Delhi. The position of the first 10 Jamas in Australia are as follows. Number 1 Castle Hill, then Melbourne Longwarren, Penrith, Melbourne Berwick, Marsden Park, Brisbane, Adelaide South, Brisbane Logan, Canberra and then Plumpton and the positions from the Atfal collection is as follows, Adelaide South, Brisbane Logan, Melbourne Longwarren, Melbourne Berwick, Brisbane South, Marsden Park, Mount Droit, Castle Hill and Melbourne East. Since these names have been written in Urdu, therefore there is possibility that some may have been mispronounced, but those local Jama'ats will nonetheless have been informed. May God Almighty bless all those who have taken part and their wealth and enable them to offer exemplary sacrifices in the future as well.
0: Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah الحمد لله، and pray and pray And we pray and من يضلل الله فلا مضلل له ومن يضلل فلا هدي له ونشهد الله لا اله إلا الله ونشهد أن محمدا مبعوث رسوله إبراهيم الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل واللسان وايقاظ القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وذوه يستجب لكم والذكر الله يطير